0: freelancers, designers, and creatives. This is Nathan, and this is another episode of Freelance Jumpstart. In many of the episodes, I'm normally teaching on a particular topic. There's something that I saw, there's something that I'm working on in my business, or there's something that I've experienced in the past, and I'm just sharing why I think something needs to be improved or different things that I'm working on. So that's normally how the flow of things go, but today is a little different. I was online uh, on YouTube specifically, And I saw a video and that video, the creator was talking about how YouTube was getting very strict in their copyright policies and many of their videos were being taken down or really demonetized. So just to take a step back, really how people make money on YouTube is first they set up a YouTube channel and they make some type of original content. They do something where they either record their own video, maybe they make a parody, maybe they do a review and critique of different movies, Uh, maybe they do something just for entertainment, Uh, maybe they set up a channel like me and they're actually teaching something. So different reasons people set up YouTube channels, but mainly they're doing it for entertainment and because they really like it. After you grow to a certain size on YouTube, then at that point you have the ability to monetize your videos, or really what you're doing is you're turning on ads And then an ad will play at the beginning of your video, the end of your video, and you can even place where in the video, maybe halfway or a fourth of the way through, you can place where you want those ads to show up. And as more people watch your videos and sometimes click on the ads and other things, you get paid a small percentage as a creator. And the channels that have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views, a lot of times that is enough ad revenue to live off of. So that's the background of YouTube and creators getting paid using ads. But more specifically, I saw a creator online and he was complaining, talking about YouTube. And I remember he made the comment and said, uh, this is our livelihood. If you demonetize our ads, we are going to lose out on money. And some of us are trying to survive and feed our families. Now I understand exactly where this person is coming from And and he wasn't the only one. Who felt like this I saw if not dozens of videos online of people critiquing YouTube talking about how it's changing how they're leaning more towards advertisers and they're really not they really don't represent the people anymore so the creators that made YouTube popular they're somewhat pushing them to the side to favor larger broadcast networks and, and news stations and different news channels and news networks and And other networks, they get all the priority and all the attention on YouTube and the creators that built it, they don't get that much attention. Now I get it. People genuinely feel betrayed. I mean, could you imagine putting in all the work to build something and then someone tell you that if you want to enter the building, the one that you built with your own hands, if you want to enter into this building, you have to pay a higher fee to get in or you're not allowed in at all. That would be very frustrating. You literally built the building with your hands and now you can't get in it. And that's how some creators feel on YouTube. But I wanted to call attention to something because this is an opportunity to share something that I've said in the past. I still believe now and I'm probably still going to say in the future. Now, honestly, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to say anything bad. This is just honestly real talk. What I'm getting to is if you're complaining because you feel like YouTube has changed some things and now they've taken away your livelihood and you can no longer feed your family, then you don't have a business. You don't have a business. You literally work for YouTube. You're, you're somewhat of a subcontractor for YouTube and whatever YouTube or Google really or really alphabet, but that's a whole nother story. That's just the parent companies that own them. But you really don't have your own business. You have something in which you are a subcontractor for YouTube. So if YouTube changes something, your whole model collapses. This is important for me to say because we live in a time where everybody wants to be an influencer or a social media influencer. They want to either be funny or Um, Talk about a topic at large and become, you know, known in a certain community and then gain respect and gain hundreds, if not millions of followers. And then they want to start um, reaching out to companies for ad revenue and different things of that nature. A lot of people try to be influencers. Um, When I was in high school and even going to college, you know, they say, what do you want to do? What is your career path? And you had to think, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an engineer. You had to think about what you wanted to do. And, you know, that tied into what you were learning in high school and then what your major would be in college, so on and so forth. I mean, nowadays we have kids growing up. Their goal, honestly, is to be an influencer and they are 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, and they have their own YouTube channels and they're hoping just to do it. So they get popular and then maybe they can be, you know, some type of influencer. That's somewhat of the path We're on, but I want to call attention to something, which is this, that is not a business. That is you leveraging a platform and trying to leverage social media to gain influence and a voice, but that doesn't mean you have a business. And to speak specifically to the creator's video that I saw, um, he was talking about animation. He was an animator. He did different animations online and he was saying many of the animators that are on YouTube Their livelihood is getting taken away because their channels are being demonetized and many people are losing out. They're doing all these illustrations by hand, but because it looks similar to something that exists or is classified as fan art, then all their channels and their money that they're making through ads is being removed and taken away. And what I really want to call attention to is this. Well, I have a couple of things to say, but I'm going to call attention to one thing. You have to think about how your business model is structured. If your business model is structured in such a way, if one thing were to change and it topples all of the other dominoes, you don't really have a strong business model. You are dependent or you are really a pseudo employee of another company. There's nothing wrong with being an employee. I mean, I have a day job. I've made videos about how I freelance um, in addition to having a full time job, so there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are masquerading as an entrepreneur or masquerading as having your own business when really you're a pseudo employee, it's not the same thing. And I don't say masquerading as an insult, you know, I'm just saying that you really need to know where you stand and how your business model works and functions. Here's an example. I used to work at a company, and I was a little shocked. Um, a couple of things I saw at this company. Um, one, one thing that I saw was they didn't really treat their employees very well, and their entire business model was built off of customer service. They actually tried to outsource you know, customer service to a different country that was cheaper for them, and it almost killed the entire business. So they say, we can't do that. We're going to keep customer service in the U.S., specifically Houston. And their main value was customer service. That was their main value that they gave away. And I was shocked that they treated their employees so badly because if the employees went on strike or the employees said, we're frustrated with how you treat us, we want a raise or whatever it's going to be. We're not going to work unless you give us a raise. The company would have failed. The company would have ended. So I was shocked at how vulnerable the company was. Now, of course, people don't want to quit because they want to keep their job. That makes perfect sense. But again, I was shocked. Now, in that case, they do have a business. They had different services and you know different things of that nature. But it was something that they provided and they cultivated themselves. They're not dependent on anyone else. If the market were to change and they still have their employees, their customer service is still good. If the it was a web hosting company, so if it was a web hosting company and, you know, something changed with the servers or the price for servers went up that they were renting, their customer service was the value. So even if servers went up, they still got their customer service. But if they lost their customer service, their business would fail. However... The business wasn't dependent upon some external factor that could ruin them. In that example, I say all that just to say, if you're on YouTube and you're trying to be a YouTuber and you're trying to grow a business that way, you have to at least recognize you cannot be solely dependent on the revenue and the income from YouTube and YouTube ads. You actually have to bring value the table that is literally the definition of business when you have your own business it's an exchange of value what can you offer someone whether it's a product or service what can you offer someone that has value and they're willing to actually pay you for it what is it i'm not sure what it might be Uh, maybe it is some type of if you're watching this channel you're a freelancer so maybe it is um, something like your process or maybe it is some design or maybe it is Something else where you are acting as a consultant, a designer, a videographer, a photographer, who knows? But you have something of value and when people see value in it, they give you money. That's business. And as it flows from business, marketing is literally informing someone of the value that you have in different ways so that they would invest in what it is that you have and they can get a return for their investment. That's marketing. You're just talking about it in different ways. Again, back to the YouTube example. If you're struggling in this area, you really need to think about what is your business? And as I said, it's not my Oh, I have a business. I'm a YouTuber, not a business. Because as we can see, YouTube changes one thing, your business is over. So what else can you do to bring value to somebody? In specific, in the video that literally inspired this one, it's an animator How can you use your animation skills for businesses, for companies to help them in their advertising? Right now, there is a resurgent of illustration and animation online to communicate messages for marketing. That's all over the place. But again, that's not easy because you're here. You are convincing someone of your services value, trying to explain where the value is. You have to deal with clients. People are getting a little, I guess I'll say lazy because you want to wake up, make a YouTube video that's based on whatever topic you wanted to upload it and then just wait for the money to come in. That may work for some people and that might be true. But again, if YouTube were to change their entire policies and say, hey, if you want to make revenue on YouTube, you got to pay a yearly fee of X to make revenue. If they were to change and come up with that rule and that law, you're done for. Or you have to ask yourself, now are you getting as much as a return from all the work that you're putting in? And again, it would just shift whatever it is that you're doing. So again, I would literally like to challenge people and strongly advise, if you are looking to be an influencer online, if you do have a YouTube channel, even if you don't, and you're just thinking about other ways of your business, you have to start thinking about how can you diversify your income? Or... How can you truly have a core value offer in your business? Now in episode 63 of the Freelance Jumpstart podcast, I talked about something that is similar to what I'm talking about today. That was called the product spectrum for freelancers. And what I was talking about in that video is literally, cause the same thing happens to me. If I'm a web designer, this is actually a true story. This is going on. If I'm a web designer, and I offer web design to people. That's my main value that I'm offering. Right. Uh, really, it's the result from my web design. But yeah, let's just stay in this example. What I'm offering is web design. Since I started doing web design like nine, nine years ago, 10 years ago, since I started doing that, man, these website builders have completely took off. Wix.com, I remember when Wix came out, it was so weak. Now it's a little more proficient. So there's all these website builders. Squarespace has just taken over so much that they're the sponsor of an NBA team. That means they got a lot of money. So Squarespace has taken off. That's competition for me, right? How am I going to overcome that? So if the main value that I add or bring to the table is easily replaced, by these other website builders that are popping up. I didn't even bring up Webflow yet. These other website builders that are popping up, how can I adapt? What is my real value that I'm offering? This is why, as a freelance creative, that though my skills and my creative skills to make websites is important, I've transitioned a lot to strategy, analytics, and overall consulting. So. I not only know how to build something, I can analyze your business and really help you get there, whether it's specifically with websites or anything else. Yes, I went to business school. You don't have to go to business school. Uh, That information is online for you to look through. And even in some of these videos that I'm offering to you at no cost. But again, uh, you have to think about what else can you add? And in that episode of Freelance Jumpstart, uh, episode 63, I talked about that. I said you need to have different types of revenue. Maybe you do need to have your main offer. Great. Maybe you do have a YouTube channel and maybe you are popular enough to where it brings in revenue. Great. Uh, Maybe you need to add something of consulting or coaching. Maybe you need to think about writing something and becoming an author. Maybe you need to become a speaker, uh, a public speaker and diversify and go different places and get paid a little bit for your speaking. You know, that's optional. Maybe you have a podcast like this and you get sponsors for your podcast and then you grow from there. There has to be multiple places of revenue. So think about that. How can you diversify that video? I'll leave that link in the description below and you'll probably see a link pop up for it at some time in this video. But you got to think about that. What else can you do besides the main thing that you're offering? I'm even thinking about my friends who are photographers and videographers. Um, Cameras are becoming more affordable and people, if it's just a camera that makes you special, people can just go rent one. They don't even need to buy one. They can rent one, get their friend, shoot different things, go from there. You know, I recently got another phone. This phone camera is like amazing. And maybe I don't need a camera anymore. Maybe that phone is enough. Right. Um, I actually know. A uh, Or know of, I should say, of a photographer. Her name is Bonnie Singh. I'll put a link to her stuff in the description. A lot of the photos that she takes for clients, she uses her iPhone. That's it. So, again, if the camera is your main value, whether you're a videographer or photographer, someone can buy one. So I really want to challenge anyone listening to think, are you someone who could be replaced? Are you, in a sense what they would call a substitutionary product. If I don't go to you, I could easily replace you with something else. And if you're easily replaced, how can you make yourself irreplaceable? Another thing I want to touch on just before closing out the video is the platform has the power, not you. I mean, again, I talked about YouTube. YouTube or Google, they they, they built up that platform. Like they own it. They can do whatever they want to with the platform at any given time. So really, you can't place your security there. You can't place your reliability or dependence there. They can change tomorrow. If that's the case, start thinking about where are your videos? Have you downloaded all of them? Or if YouTube deleted your channel because they felt like it, you have nothing. Have you downloaded all your videos? Have you stored them somewhere? Have you went to the store and bought a drive? To say that, hey, I'm going to store my videos here on this drive just in case something happens. Are you uploading them in secondary places? What would happen? The platform has the power, not you. However, you are the main star to your audience, right? If you have an audience on YouTube, are you connecting with them at the least? Do you have a mailing list? Have you at least run off to MailChimp to get a free account just so that you can start contacting your audience more regularly. Maybe you need to make a Facebook group and on Facebook, you're contacting your community. Uh, Maybe you want to make a free Slack channel. Maybe you want to make a free Discord channel just so you can talk to your audience. The value is the fact of your audience, not the platform. So how can you connect with your audience outside of the platform? I know the platform is the main place, but the platform has the power. If they change and start charging you to reach out to your community, what are you going to do? So again, start thinking more business-like and less influencer-like, right? And this is going to be a shifted mentality that other people have to think about. And I'm picking on YouTube because it's just an example that, you know, came up and I saw it and it came and it's the main subject for this video now, but it's really with anything you're placing too much dependence on and is really not building up your business in the proper manner. Another point I definitely want to say before the video closes is... Social media is not a business. It's an acquisition channel. In other words, social media is a place where people go to talk, share different things about their lives, um, find out different news. And then you add to the conversation. And sometimes there's advertisements that's relevant to them. And sometimes you advertise your product, your services, and they come in and they learn about you. So really think of social media like any social setting. If you if we were in a room at a cocktail party and just talking to one another and just saying, hey, what's going on? Hey, th- my name is Seth Nathan. Good to meet you. Um, and I'm talking with someone and someone just walks in our conversation and says, hey, how are you doing? Would you like to buy this new email marketing product? That wouldn't make any sense. And social media is the same way. It's yes, I can have a conversation with someone and our conversation. They can say, yeah, I'm having an issue with email marketing. I don't know what to do. Hey, I do have this resource, but that's after a conversation, right? So again, social media is an acquisition channel or a way to get people to you and learn more about you. But after that point, they need to get into your ecosystem. It's not like a business. Sure, there's social media consultants, there's social media marketing. That is a business, but you just having social media, that's not a business. That's your acquisition channel. And the last thing that I'll say is this in the specific example I gave earlier about the YouTuber complaining about being demonetized and the list goes on. You know, to them, I would say this in that video, you listed yourself and many of your friends who you said were experiencing the same trouble. I, I'm really curious. Now, this is now, when you start a business, it's about risk. Why don't you and your friends just go start something? Why can't you and your friends take, you know, really just go build a website of some sorts, put your exclusive animations on it and get it up and running? I I mean, I honestly don't see why you couldn't do that. You literally listed 20 people that you knew that was experiencing this issue. 20 people is a lot. Why can't you all come together and do something with all the talent that you have? I don't know. Uh, I know an animator right now. Who is on YouTube and he releases some of his animations on YouTube. And he said, You know what? I'm going to make a full length movie. And it's taking him a while, but he's just accepting donations and people are paying him for it. He's making more money than he would have been making in ad revenue just by saying he's going to commit to make a full length animated movie in order to get people. And people are donating to his Patreon to get it done. So I said a lot in this episode and honestly, this video is longer than I normally take in a video because I really wanted to stress the point that it's possible for you to have a business. If you already have a business and I'm, I'm saying business in quotes, if you already have a business and it's highly dependent on social media influencer tactics and YouTube and you have a large audience, start transitioning that audience to connect with you. And start thinking about how you can add value and actually build a real business. Many of us say, I have my own business, but you're not making any profit. Start thinking about how can you make profit. Start thinking about how can you diversify your offering. Start thinking about, how can I no longer be a one-trick pony? What else can I do? What else can I learn? There's no excuse for anybody learning. I told somebody just last week that and this is in houston the houston public library has a public library card if you get a public library card you get free access to lynda.com you go to lynda.com you can sign up for any course you want and learn anything i i know people say lean to your strengths so whatever you're good at lean in on that that's fine what else can you learn what else can you add to enhance your skills i also talked about this In another episode of this podcast, that episode was episode 59, where I talked about the difference between a freelancer, a consultant, and an agency. And the main point of that whole thing was, if you're a freelancer, but you really want to get respect, what else can you add to your skills to be more of a consultant? If you're a consultant, what else can you add to your skills or who can you partner with to make sure a lot of production gets done? And if you're an agency, where is your strength? Where does your strength lie? Is it just the fact that you have a lot of people or do you do one thing better than the other? And in that video, I go into the differences of all of it. So again, I want everybody to be successful. I don't want YouTube to trip and you know take revenue away from people. I don't desire that at all. And I'm not trying to defend YouTube or defend any large company that switches up on their members who help build it. I'm not trying to talk about any of those things, but I do wanna lean in on when you build a business, you may start dependent upon you know one large entity, but more and more and more, you have to become independent of them and stand on your own two feet. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I greatly appreciate it. If you liked anything you heard in this video, give this video a thumbs up. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, please leave a review. I would definitely appreciate a review. Many people don't leave reviews anymore. That's OK. But regardless, it just lets me know that the content that I'm making is valuable to you. And again, I wanted to lean in on this. Anybody have a question about anything I said? I'm very good at hearing what people are trying to do and then recommending different paths of what they can do. So uh, feel free to reach out to me on social media. Uh, Nathan Lote, Twitter, IG, all that stuff. Uh, you want to reach out to me directly on my site? Feel free. I will respond either way. But, yeah, let's actually build businesses so that we're not dependent upon all these other things and become pseudo business owners. Let's make sure to build our own thing and build our own platforms just so that we can work towards, as I mentioned, being independent and not solely reliable on one factor to ruin our businesses. To the next one. I will catch you later. See ya.